welcome to the fourth episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and first I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show, sharing it with their friends and family, and sending in questions. Everything Under the Sun has been doing really well. It features new and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts and went in in its first week to the number one spot in the Apple Kids podcast charts. So thank you so much to everyone. You're all amazing. Once again, today I have three questions. The first is from Oscar. Here he is. Hi, my name is Oscar and I'm nine and I'm wondering why can't penguins fly? Hi, Oscar. Thank you for sending me your brilliant question. Everyone thinks of penguins around this time of year at Christmas. I recently went to Christmas at ZSL London Zoo and I walked around while all the animals were asleep to look at the brilliant light show the zoo have created with lovely carols, toasted marshmallows and I even met Father Christmas. That night the penguins were sleeping but their swimming pool was filled with music, lights and dancing penguins. So I thought I'd ask an expert from ZSL London Zoo to answer Oscar's question. Over to Susie. Hello Oscar, thanks for your question. I'm Susie, I'm a senior keeper here at ZSL London Zoo. Penguins can't fly because of a few reasons. Firstly, they have dense bones like you and me. Unlike the flight birds that you see around you every day, these guys have bones made up of a honeycomb structure, similar to a crunchy bar, which makes them light and able to get off the ground. Also, penguins don't have the correct type of feathers to fly. Theirs are too short and tightly packed. And finally, penguin wings have evolved into more of a flipper type to help them swim. Penguins fly through the water instead of the air. I hope this answers your question. Hi Susie, thanks for your great answer. How interesting that penguins fly through the water rather than the air. There are lots of species of penguin. The smallest is the little blue penguin, which is 16 inches tall, and the tallest is the emperor penguin, who is almost four feet tall. I really like emperor penguins. When they lay their eggs, they keep them warm by resting them on their feet so they don't have to touch the cold ground. Isn't that nice? Other penguins make nests for their eggs out of pebbles or feathers. Often, it's the penguin dads that keep the eggs warm while the mums go out looking for food. So chubby dads are very popular in the penguin world because if they're nice and fat, they'll do a good job keeping the eggs warm. Even though penguins live together in their thousands, a penguin mum can recognise her chick's call from far away when she comes back from hunting for food. When penguins poop, they don't want to do it in their nests. So some penguins, like Adelie and Chinstrap penguins, stand on the edge of their nest and projectile poop so it lands far away from their nest. They can shoot their poo around 40 centimetres away. I hope that answers your question, Oscar. If you want a chance to go and see penguins for yourself at ZSL London Zoo, here's a chance to win tickets for you and your family. Next week is our very special Christmas show where we will be joined by one of the world's best writers to answer questions sent into the show about Father Christmas. I'd love to play some of your funniest jokes, so please do record yourself telling me your favourite joke and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Think of the kinds of jokes that you'd find in a Christmas cracker. 
The person who tells the funniest joke will win a family ticket to ZSL London Zoo to use during the holidays. So get your thinking cap on and start telling me some jokes. On with the show. Do you remember last week I asked you to send me your favourite fact or story about snakes? Thank you to everyone who sent in a slithery story. Here's our top snake fact. Snakes smell with their tongue. Hmm, that's interesting. I smell with my nose. Snakes have nostrils, but like you said, they can also smell with their tongue. They flick it into the air to pick up little chemical particles. Then they bring their tongue back into their mouth and the tongue fits into a little organ on the roof of their mouth that then tells the snake what the little chemicals they picked up on their tongue are. It can be things like dirt or plants or other animals, anything that they can smell in the air. This way of smelling the world helps snakes to catch food and avoid their enemies. But they also smell with their nostrils like we do too. That leads us on to my next question, which comes from Harry. Hello, my name is Harry. I love playing rugby. I live in Yorkshire. I'm eight years old. My question is, why do snakes shed their skin? Thanks, Harry. Well, all animals shed their skin, fur or hair, in some way. Birds drop their feathers, bears drop old fur, and we humans also shed our skin. In humans, this happens without us noticing it really, but in snakes, it's much more obvious. Why is that? Well, snakes don't shed scales all the time like we drop skin cells. That means that when they're growing from little snakes to big snakes, their skins just get too tight. The only way to grow is to shed their whole entire skin and get a completely new set of scales that are looser and larger that fits their new sides. They just shed the skin and drop it on the ground and then the new scales are waiting underneath. It's like when you need to get a new pair of shoes when your feet grow. Other than for snakes, they get an entirely new layer of scales. Snakes generally shed their skin when they're growing from young snakes to adults, but they also do it as adults. Like when they're pregnant and get bigger and then smaller, they'll need to shed their skin. When they get fat or when they lose weight, they'll also need to shed their skin. Sometimes they just do it to clean their scales because snakes can't easily have a shower like we do. There is a fancy scientific word for when snakes shed their skin and it's called ecdysis, which you spell E-C-D-Y-S-I-S. This word's used to describe when all reptiles shed their skin, not just snakes. I hope that answers your question, Harry. If you have a question you would like answers, send it over to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. My final question is from Caleb, who is seven and lives in London. He has a question about another creature that sheds its skin as it grows. It's not a snake, it's a crab. My name is Caleb and I am seven and I like rugby. My question is, how big can a giant crab get to? Great crabby question, Caleb. The biggest crabs on land are coconut crabs. They can grow up to one metre wide claw to claw, and that's about the length of a car wheel. Pretty big for a crab. Coconut crabs live in the Seychelles, which are tropical islands in the Indian Ocean. They're so strong they can break open a coconut with their pincers. They've also been known to hunt rats, and one has even been seen catching a seabird. I like all the different ways that coconut crabs use coconuts. Of course they eat coconuts. 
To break one open, they smash it down on the ground. Sometimes they'll climb up a tree and drop it from the tree, hoping it will smash as it lands on the ground. Then they can easily eat the delicious flesh inside. Coconut crabs are able to get out of trees by falling. They can fall about four and a half meters without hurting themselves. They live in underground burrows, which they make cozy using the outside of coconut husks. Coconut crabs are a type of hermit crab. Hermit crabs use other creatures' shells to live inside as protection. They carry the shells on their back like a little mobile home. Coconut crabs only do this until they're five years old when they grow their own thick skin called an exoskeleton. Then they don't need a snail shell anymore. But what about in the sea? There's an even bigger crab in the sea and it's called the Japanese spider crab. It's absolutely huge, measuring about five and a half meters from claw to claw, which is almost as tall as a giraffe. Can you imagine a crab being as wide as a giraffe is tall? That's absolutely massive. It has really long skinny legs. And in Japanese, the name for the crab is Taka Ashigani, literally translating to tall legs crab. The crabs are orange with white spots along their legs. They've got tough exoskeletons to protect them when they're out in the sea, but they're also very clever and they stick bits of sponges and other little sea creatures onto their bodies so that they blend in with the ocean floor and can't be easily seen by things that might want to eat them. Japanese spider crabs obviously live off the coast of Japan. They live in holes in the deep parts of the ocean. When they're born, they're really tiny and round and you can see right through them. They float about in the sea for around 70 days before they start to look a bit crab-like. I wonder if they know then that one day they'll have enormous long legs and become the biggest type of crab in the world. I hope that answers your question, Caleb. Okay, that is it. The end of the show. Huge thanks to Oscar, Harry and Caleb for today's questions about penguins, snakeskin and giant crabs. A huge thank you to Susie at ZSL London Zoo for answering our penguin question and for offering a family ticket to the zoo to whoever sends in the funniest joke for next week's show. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we used this week. I'm so looking forward to the Christmas show because we have a very, very excellent guest joining us. He's one of the greatest writers and performers of our time who loves to tell magical stories to children. And they love to listen. He's joining us to answer a great question about Father Christmas and Mrs. Christmas. So make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you can be one of the first to hear the show as soon as it comes out. Tune in next Friday when we'll be feeling very Christmassy, decorated in tinsel with reindeers, Christmas trees, Father and Mrs. Christmas and all your jokes. So please do join us then. Have a lovely week. Tell all your friends to listen and subscribe to the show, Everything Under the Sun, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.